Hello and welcome to Publish Me, a monthly podcast series from the AS21 Podcast Network, exploring the publishing process of the fantasy epic The Will of the Magi. I'm your host, Keith F. Shelvin, publisher and chief creative of AS21 Publishing, and joining me as always is... Hello everyone, this is Paul Dickinson Russell, the author of The Will of the Magi. I hope you all have been doing well with this new 2017 year, and for all of you fellow Patriots fans out there... Boo. <laughs> Boo hiss. I had to put that in there. I had to do it. Yes. <laughs> and we are recording this a little bit late because somebody had to go to overtime. <laughs> and we also want to welcome on this episode of the podcast, right from the start, we have our designer, Rana Gator, joining us. Woo! Hi! I'm doing pretty well. 2017 is looking to be a pretty busy year, and I'm super excited. And I'm like, actually, I've been reading Paul's book uh, all week, and I'm actually really excited to like get started on drawing for the book cover. So, yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now f- first to start off, you, this is your first time joining us. Each month I've been meeting with Paul as he's gone through the first the writing process. Now we're going through the editing process of his book, The Will of the Magi, a fantasy epic measuring over 250,000 words. It'll be available this summer as an ebook, paperback, and hardcover. And Rada is not currently designing the artwork that will adorn the cover. As of January 21st, we have successfully crowdfunded the editing, cover design, and some of the other costs for the production of The World of Magi through an Indiegogo campaign. And that's largely, we're going to be discussing that today. And then, of course, we're going to be talking with Rana about the process she's going through as she designs the cover art for The World of the Magi. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash publishpodcast. We're on Twitter at publishpodcast. Email us at publishpodcast at aois21.com. And of course, you are finding this podcast hosted by Podomatic, available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube, and media.as21.com. So, this is February 2017, it is chapter 23, and this is a crowdfunding wrap-up and a cover design check-in. So, should be relatively short and sweet, nothing like the one-hour episode we had last month with Ashley Emma. No, that was a good episode, though. Yeah, it's so bad I had to cut out some of the the facts she was telling us about the Amish, simply because it just, it just was going on too long. Yeah. There was a lot of conversation last month, but, you know, these things happen. Yeah, so if you want to learn more about an immersive experience studying the Amish for writing, check out last month's episode with novelist Ashley Emma. It's sure to be enjoyable. Okay, so now when we last talked to you, we were, I think we were still about 10%, no, 15% short of our goal on the Indiegogo campaign for Well the Magi, and then... Well, actually, the day last month's episode dropped, which not only was it Paul's birthday, it was the day we reached our fundraising goal of $1,600, thanks to a number of people taking advantage of the birthday wish perk, in which they get a hardcover copy of the book, unsigned, but and free shipping, but as a happy birthday to Paul. We had 
several people take advantage of that, and it helped push us over the line as we reached sixteen hundred dollars. Yep. So the Yay! camp. Yeah, then the campaign continued through January 21st, but we didn't have any further donations after the 7th, but that's okay, because like I said, we had reached our goal. In fact, we had exceeded our goal. We raised 112% of our stated goal, and in total, 43 contributors, $1,786. Now, of course, that's not all that we're getting. That's before fees, because there's the Indiegogo fees, there's the payment processing fees, S PayPal fees, and then, of course, we're going to mm-hmm. have to pay taxes on this at some point. Yep. <laughs> Woohoo! Taxes! <laughs> yes, but you know, AS21 <laughs> will be handling that for Paul, so Paul doesn't have to worry about dealing with all that trouble. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, Paul, now that it's over... We checked in, obviously, on each month episode of the podcast, but we also did uh, check in on the one-month mark on the campaign. So what do you think, how, how, how the campaign went? I think the campaign went along fantastically. I'm more than floored with the generosity of so many of my friends and family members and just some complete strangers who were more than willing to donate to my campaign and help me out with this project of ours. Uh, you know, the beauty of this is for me, uh, that made me, one of the things that made me so happy is the fact that some of the people who donated, you know, are friends of mine from high school, people I knew in high school who I haven't spoken to some of these people since high school and 10, 11 years later, they've donated to this campaign because Funny enough, they always the one question they'd always ask me every couple of weeks is, how's my book going? Because I was always writing a book, you know, when they knew me in middle school and high school and past then. I will say, you know, this is not, you know, The Will of the Magi is not the book that they all remember me writing. Uh, eventually, I'll get that one off, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So, you know, that's all kind of fun there. Okay. Since we last talked to you, uh, we'll go over just real quick some of the donations we got after we recorded the last episode of the podcast. We had a $20 donation from Rachel Walsh. She had actually donated earlier in the campaign, so she added on to her donation. We had Robert Wood, a $45 contribution for the hardcover plus signed. David Soberman, who had donated earlier in the campaign and is the person who brought us together here, chipped in on the birthday wish for $29. Brendan Schaefer gave $10 for the ebook plus gratitude perk. Justin McPherson, $45 for hardcover plus signed. Danielle Bisson, the birthday wish at $29. Matt Olson, paperback plus signed, $40. John Idlor, birthday wish at $29. And finally, Ali Zamora, the birthday wish for $29. Yep. And, you know, all these people, I'm very happy and thankful for all their support. Yeah. So just a quick rundown of what all our contributors will be getting. 17 copies of the ebook, 11 copies of the paperback. We will be acknowledging 25 people in the book. 16 copies of the hardcover, 16 of those books, whether they be paperback or hardcover, will be signed. Unfortunately, none will be signed in blood. Yes. Nobody went for that, even after we lowered it down to $666. It was such a steal. How could they not go for it? I know, I know. And, uh, Rana, you'd be interested to know four people have donated at the level where they will be getting a color print of your cover art. Yay! Awesome. So now, the... Whatever form the uh, print first comes to me, that will be printed out on probably a high-quality matte print, and then we'll 
we'll find a decent frame to put it in and send it out to these wonderful people. They'll have a nice copy. Okay. And that's before it's optimized for the print and ebook versions of it. So, yeah. That'll be fun. So, yeah. yeah. The idea we have for the cover right now involves a lot of gold, so maybe we can get some gold foil on there. I definitely think that's a possibility, yeah. I like this plan. <laughs> <laughs> All things gold. <laughs> well, hey, hey, careful about that. <laughs> Too many things are turning gold here in D.C. right now. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> At least I know where they come steal it from. <laughs> well, it's it's more gilded rather than golden, so... Well, I mean, if, if people are dumb enough to think it's real gold, then I'll sell them a whole bucket of it. I got a lot of pyrite in my back closet. You know, I, I could be a very rich man right now. <laughs> I don't, hey. I don't want, I want to ask why you have pyrite in your closet. I'm just going to let that work. <laughs> okay, so now the crowdfunding campaign is over, but it is now what's called an in-demand campaign, and that will remain live as long as we choose to leave it up there, which could be forever. But no, but what in actuality we have now is basically all of the perks that were part of the crowdfunding campaign are gone. You can't get them anymore. Okay. You missed out. Sorry. So now we have versions of it, but not. But they're not as cool as they were when they were part of the crowdfunding campaign because you missed out on the fun of being a part of it. But you can still pre-order your copies of the book, so you can pre-order the ebook at the ten dollar level. But that is just for the ebook in all available digital formats. Or at the twenty dollar level, pre-order the paperback, and at the thirty dollar level, pre-order the hardcover copy. Now those are unsigned. Shipping is separate. And those will be available as soon as the books are available for the printer. And then, of course, we also have at the $50 level, the cover art print still available as well. Awesome. But no longer do you have the chance to get into the acknowledgments. We will not be doing any more shout-outs on the podcast for anybody who takes advantage of the pre-order. And there won't be some of the other perks we were offering are, are gone. Those are over now that the campaign is done. And we will keep this up. As a pre-order campaign, until the book comes out, after that, it will be gone. So, And at that point, once we actually know how much it costs to print the hardcover copies and the paperback copies of the book, then the prices will actually settle at their final price. And if it ends up being less than what we charged you in the pre-order, then we'll, we'll gladly refund the difference. Although, for those that supported the crowdfunding campaign, sorry, we're, we're keeping all of that. <laughs> we need that to fund all this. We're sorry. Yes, I mean, you're, you're, I'm, for that, think of that as just a charitable contribution to AS21 Publishing for the for the completion of the book. So, and, and to the good of Paul, mm-hmm. all things golden. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So thank you very much to the 43 contributors. We couldn't have done this without you. Really, honestly, truly, it's it's unfortunate that Paul that we had to take this step to be able to make this possible. But uh, that's the way we work at AS21. We are a a small company, a part-time company, and we want to do projects like this where we can actually put the full effort into making a book like Paul's available. We need a community support, and that community support has stepped up here, and we are very thankful for that. And now Paul's book will be available this summer. I'm going to be reaching out to various bookstores and rent fairs to try to get Paul booked to be able to do book signings in the late summer and early fall. I already have the contact information for the bookstore at the Maryland Red Fair, so hopefully we'll be able to get you out there. Woohoo! That'll be fun. 
Uh, Paul, you've you've gone to the Pennsylvania one? No, I've gone to the New Jersey and New York rent fairs, specifically the tuxedo one in New York. Huh? And I'm guessing, Rana, that you've gone to the one in Crownsville. Yeah, the Maryland rent fair. I try to go every year. Yeah. My family and I t- chose Madness this year. We were there opening day and closing day. Ooh. Yeah. That must have been fun. Yeah. Uh, opening day was hot. Closing day was wet. And they were running out of food. So, yeah. Good times. <laughs> but, yeah, we had a good time. My girls both did the climbing wall and had a good time with that. A lot of great costumes out. Uh, that's the point there. Yeah, all in all, a good time. But, yeah, we'll try to get Paul out to uh, some of the Ren Fairs around. Because that that's the audience for a fantasy novel. So, or, oh, Absolutely. Actually, as I was reading it, I was thinking to myself, like, man, if this was a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, I would play the heck out of it. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you play? Because you'd make a good dungeon master. <laughs> I will say, I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since I was 10. I actually have nice. about four or five other storylines that are based off of Dungeons and Dragons. And I may or may not, let me rephrase that. I am currently DMing a game. I'm in two or three other games, and I DM with groups of 12 to 15 to 25 children every summer. So, yeah, I'm a nerd. (laughs) He's serious about his craft. That's what he is, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I, I, you know, one of my nicknames at my job, you know, amongst the children is the storyteller because of the simple fact that, you know, I do this all the time and they give me half a chance. I can have them involved in any kind of game. Although at the same time, they all, all the children know they will not survive my game. <laughs> Everyone dies in equally horrible ways. <laughs> There's only one winner and that's me. Paul, what have we told you about killing children? I don't kill the children. I just kill their dreams and hopes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Patriots Life. fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very good Patriots fan. I kill all the hopes and dreams of all the little Falcon fans. <sighs> and Seahawk fans and Steeler fans. But Giant fans, no. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Giant fans and Jets fans from this year. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't, you know, Jet fans, they're in their own breed at this point after those two games. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enough about football. That season's over. It's done with. We put that to bed. Yes. Yeah, now all the now all the football nerds can go away. They can go back to whatever else they gotta do. Yep. You know, now the real now the real world can get back in. And I can get to back to what's really important. Hockey season. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Similar to my blowjobs, I take pride in my talents, dancing being one of the best. In this day and age, courtship is often layered with several tests, and dancing is a major one. It's assumed that courtship involves traditional dressers, but in modern dating, there's a show. And just as the birds of paradise who show their colorful feathers and flashy bird calls with accompanying choreographed dances, the modern single is like the bird of paradise. Except replace the feathers with low-cut blouses or overpowering cologne, and replace the bird calls with dropping it like it's hot. That being said, I am the mother peacock of dancing courtship. An excerpt from Dating as Told by the Modern Whore. Like sex, vexed, and perplexed? Like hearing about Eileen Vega's adventures with sex and dating? Then pick up her first book, 
dating, as told by the modern whore. Follow me in all of my sexual adventures as I go through different phases of my dating life. Hear a little bit about my perspective on modern dating and blush as you read some of the raunchy, raunchy chapters. Now available at the Ace 20 Market, Amazon.com, Smashwords, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, and wherever ebooks are sold. Buy yours today. All right, so now we've been keeping Rana waiting. I think it's time that we go to her for her check-in. How you doing, Rana? I'm doing very well, actually. I'm preparing to sell a whole bunch of prints at a convention in like two weeks. I made an eight-page coloring book that will be distributed for free to several departments, mostly in the chibi-katsu section for all the kids to color in the coloring books. But the other people in the other departments are like, oh, we want one. So the chair... The con chair will probably try to see what he can do in, about distributing the book to everybody else. So I'm excited. So which convention is this? This is KatsuCon. It's a it's an anime convention, February 17th to the 19th at the Gaylord Resort in National Harbor, Maryland. Oh, fantastic. It's oh, it's a beautiful hotel. It's awesome. I was we went to Santa's Village there this year to get pictures with the with Santa from my kids. Yeah, it's an amazing place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went past there. I actually was there a month ago for MAGFest as well, so. Okay. I had a few friends who were there for MAGFest, too, this year. So. I was a staff member, so I didn't actually get to do very much at MAGFest, but it was it was fun all the same. I got to hang out with a bunch of friends. It was good. So, that's what I'm in. And like I said, I've been reading Paul's book all week. I really like it so far. I already have an idea for a book cover that I haven't talked to Paul about yet, so I don't know if you guys want me to say it out loud here. It's up to you, Paul. I'm absolutely fine with it. You know, we can tease our listeners with these wonderful ideas and, you know, let them enjoy comparing, you know, these early ideas to our final product, which will be fun. Yeah, we're all about process here on the Publish Me podcast, so this is perfectly fine as far as I'm concerned. Well, how much of the book do the, like, Kickstarter backers have access to like how much of a sample have, have you given them paul like the, the backers yeah uh, like have has anybody read any part of your book because i don't want to like spoil anything there are nine or ten people currently reading the book as beta readers yeah, yeah Remember, beta readers, we had yeah. some on when you were on a couple months ago yes yeah. you know i've had most of them are beta readers two or three of them are copy editors as well so, gotcha. so like, if I spoil anything, just like play some elevator music over top of whatever oh, I say. Oh, don't worry. I'll be judicious with my editing tool. Yes. So go for it. Okay. So the thing that struck me the most about Aiden's character was like sort of his pensive and like very mature attitude towards everything that he experiences. Because like, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. Like, I'm, I'm going to guess like, 14, 15, he's a young man, but like he's already so adult in how he thinks and how he acts. And I really appreciate that uh, in a character because like he's already got like a sense of purpose. For some reason, this sort of like reminded me of the Book of Kells. I don't know how familiar you are with that. I'm I'm familiar with it. Mm -hmm. So the scene where Aiden first encounters the giant gold and silver stone embedded with uh, rubies and emeralds and all sorts of gemstones. Like that was a really beautiful scene to me. And I think it would be really, really cool if the book cover had a sort of picture of Aiden in more of a realistic style, sort of resting against the stone the way he does in the chapter. 
but the stone itself is like incredibly intricately designed and sort of reminiscent of an illuminated manuscript and sort of the designs sort of break up a little bit towards the top of the book that maybe and maybe sort of foreshadow things that happen in the rest of the book, like some characters' faces that appear or some enemies that might be approaching. I don't know. So I personally think that's a far better idea than the ones I had. So. <laughs> I like this idea a lot. Well, Paul, go ahead and say what, what your ideas were then, so we can ridicule them. <laughs> so I'm, I'm 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 honestly trying to remember them right now. Uh, uh, I think I, you said something about an army or something at some point. Yeah, um, yeah. The one idea I one of my ideas there, you know, I've seen some book covers where you know you had nothing nothing distinct you know this like vague shapes of you know basically black white and gray on like mm-hmm. different sections of the cover that were armies marching towards each other i kind of mm-hmm. had thought like of having one on either side of the cover and mm-hmm. marching towards each other with like various faces of various characters in between them that was one, mm-hmm. i remember that was one idea i had i'm honestly i'm honestly completely scrapped on the other two ideas so, obviously, they weren't very good ones if I can't remember them. Well, I, I think it's just Rana's idea was so great that you that they, they pale in comparison so much. Oh, I, absolutely true. Rana's idea mind. is phenomenal in comparison to anything I could have definitely thought up. So, I like, I like this idea a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Now you know what to expect. Most likely, in the eventual cover design of the Will of the Magi, I decided here, live on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <Yeah>. <laughs> I will say though, I am excited to do that idea. One problem I have though is that I don't know what the heck Aiden looks like. Okay, so I will say that is actually rather deliberate. For those of you who have listened to all this, I have deliberately not given Aiden any major physical descriptions. In terms of his, you know, about hair, uh, facial features, skin color, none of that. Basically, the only thing people know is they have a vague idea of his height. And they know that he got shot by an arrow in some part of his body at some point in his life. you, You find that out very early on. So those are the only two pieces of physical description I give. And I do that very deliberately because... I dislike, with, with certain characters of mine, I dislike imposing that upon my reader because I want my reader to picture themselves in the role of Aiden. Certain characters I have, I am very strict about their physical appearance and those kind of things. Certain ones, you know, again, with Aiden, I don't. So I, re- I, I recognize that is a difficulty uh, with you in terms of drawing him, yeah, think. <laughs> well, so I mean, I you know I would say you know if there a way to portray Aiden in shadow, uh, you know, with the monolith, mm-hmm. um, so that the reader and now viewer is still left kind of guessing. Um, mm-hmm about, you know, those aspects of his appearance, I think that might be interesting. Again, I as difficult I know as the writing art is, I know the the art of physical art is even more so when you're trying 
to work with someone as moronic as me with these kind of ideas. So the regular who's on first. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know I have that problem. <laughs> well, that'll just be an, another challenge. I'm I'm excited about like getting down to business drawing that. Um, It'll be Mom fun. Gonna be fun. <laughs> well, we already have we have a goal of hopefully having the artwork by springtime so that we can release that as we get ready to step up the pre-order as we launch. Our editor-in-chief, Corey Parker, is already reviewing. He's got 30 chapters of the book now, right, Paul? No, he still has the first 15. Okay, I thought he got set some additional ones. Okay. No, he's. I'm contacting him in, in about a week okay. to discuss the first 15 and then we'll discuss the next chapters 16 through 30. Okay. Yeah, I know he's been busy as well going through uh, Tom Atheridge's book, American Presidents at War. So he, he's balancing a few interesting titles there. So, mm-hmm. But, uh, yep. yeah, so our, our, our stated goal is we want to have the ebook available by May with the paperback and hardcover in June or July. Yep. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so we're on for the two years that we've been doing this podcast, and it is officially two years as of the day of this episode posting. The very first episode of the Publish Me podcast posted on this date two years ago. Mm-hmm. This has been a long time coming, and the end is now in sight, ladies and gentlemen. By this summer, the Will of the Magi will be a thing that you will be able to pick up and read and enjoy and burn if you feel like you need to do that. You know, for survival, <laughs> I would hope not in effigy. <laughs> I mean, if you burn enough copies, you might be able to summon me to your location. You'll <laughs> but... show up with a bucket of water and say, hey, cut that out. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, I'm gonna, if you're willing to buy my book and burn my book, I'm going to take the route of J.K. Rowling here. I already have your money. You can do whatever you want with the book. Um, all I ask is that you don't, na- you know, if if when perhaps my book gets turned into a movie or a TV series, yes. you don't stand too close to the smoke when you're burning the DVDs because that oh, yeah. stuff might kill you. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, after, after it's a six-season run on HBO, yeah, when the DVD copies are out. Yes. Yeah, don't yeah, don't get too close to burning that. J.K. Rowling had someone tell her that, and she's the queen of all things sassy. I love her. <laughs> she's a phenomenal woman. Oh yeah, she she's had some interesting responses on Twitter, especially since January twentieth. She has oh. amazing. There's a reason why this woman is the best-selling author, authoress, author, author, authoress. Author. Author, author that she is. Author is not d- dictated by sex. It is just author. I know people who would argue that. Well, they'd be and wrong. I tell them these things, but they still argue. Anyway, so yeah, if yeah. you want to burn my books, that's fine. Just pay for them first. Yeah. And <laughs> if you burn a couple thousand copies, that will probably summon me to your location. So <laughs> just keep this in mind. Just... Um, don't burn anything indoors, kids. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, please. <laughs> and just, you know, Paul's probably not going to do the Brian Cranston thing of going to bookstores, buying copies of his book, and then putting them back on the shelf for you to find. So, No. <laughs> I, if, I, if I find a, a book of mine on, my, on a shelf around me, I might put a note in it or something, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. 
Well, I think this is fantastic. We've got a plan. We've got some cover art. We got a deadline. We got our path forward. Woohoo! So, Rana, what's next? What is your process and how you're going to start to bring this this vision together? First, I'm going to do a lot of research. Okay. I have a printed copy of the book Kells with me, so I'm going to be doing a lot of cribbing from that. Um, so we're trying to figure out, you know, like what exactly it is about the book that I want to bring into my final illustration. And then I'll do a bunch of small studies of you know, how I want the composition to be, like, how to draw Aiden in front of the monolith, but also keep him in shadow. Yeah. And <laughs> composition. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I have, like, some half-formed ideas in my head right now, so I'm looking forward to, to trying those out. And then from there, it'll just be doing the final line art. Line, line art is my favorite part, so I'll probably end up doing that either in pencil or in pen, and then put it over to Photoshop where I will just sit and mess with the coloring for ever and ever and ever. Cause that's, that's the hard part for me is the color. Mm. Limited color palettes are my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, there has, there has been studies that have shown with cover art that you want to keep it to a limited color palette because, you know, some, some colors might be too, too much for people to handle. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I love book covers. Like, they're my favorite part of going into a bookshop or a library, just like looking at all the really cool cover art. So, I'll prob- in the in between all of that, I'll probably be like looking for looking at inspiration from other book covers that I really enjoy or that sell really well. I don't, I don't know. And in between all of that, all of that, I'll be like going back and forth with Paul, asking, you know, how do you feel about this? Does this look good to you? Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I look forward to receiving those messages and emails. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's just nice that because, you know, during the two years we've been doing this podcast, so much of it has been, Paul, you done yet? No. Paul, you done yet? No. <laughs> now it's out of Paul's hands. So he, he he's done his part. Yeah. I can now ask people, are you done yet? <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, really isn't fair because... I spent two years having people say that to me, and I only get to sp- say it for a few months to people. <laughs> but that's the way the world works, I yeah, guess. Yeah. And plus, do remember that they are you know, reading your book out of the kindness of their own heart. So This is true. This is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so you got the convention coming up, Rana. Anything else you want to promote? Not off the top of my head. Okay. I've never done a convention before, like selling my art. So I'm just like, I have no idea what to expect or like even how many pieces of art to get printed. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm, a, I'm in kind of crisis mode a little bit. Okay. So. Well, well, we did a couple of Virginia Comic Cons last year and they, they're definitely interesting experiences. I've been going to conventions for years, but like being on the other side of the artist alley table will be new for me. I'm excited though. It should be like, fun regardless and the coloring book should uh really make people happy and well congrats hopefully it all goes well okay Mm -hmm. paul you got anything coming up this coming month right now i am waiting to hear back from the uh short from a short story competition that i entered in toward the end of january uh although i probably won't hear back from that one till march i'm i'm working on another 
essay project. Uh, this is a political-based essay. Uh, and, of course, you did have a poll running through yes. that you were promoting through your Facebook page. And yes. where you, you had actually – how many different story ideas did you propose? Yeah, so the poll, is, you know, as of right now, is fully wrapped up. The poll contained 18 different story ideas, which were a mixed blend of trilogies, standalones, and serial pieces. As of right now, there was a two-way tie for first place, a two-way tie for second place, and a three-way tie for third place. <laughs> and seven of the ideas didn't even get votes. Um, so I had, I had like 29 people vote, which was fun. The, the two ideas that got the most votes, one was a fantasy story, which I'm thinking of starting up next. Big surprise there. Yeah. And don't remember the other one, but I think it was a... It was a more of a contemporary real world story about a soldier who loses his daughter. So fun times there. Okay. So that's all starting up shortly. So you've got a lot of writing to do, but now it's it's more for fun. It's not so much on a deadline, right? Yeah. Well, the, well, I mean, I do have a small deadline for myself. The deadline is I want to write approximately three thousand words every day of the year. Um, I haven't started yet, so I owe myself. 31 hours of writing, or no, almost 40 hours of writing right now, so yeah. it'll be fun. If I can get a million words written this year, I'll be a happy man. Nice. Well, that's <laughs> a lofty goal. Yes. Wow. I, I'm i I'm officially fully an author, so I need to do these things to myself. Well, uh, as I've always said to my authors, get get the calendar and put an X on every day where you write. And, and the advice of Jerry Seinfeld, make a chain, then don't break the chain. All right, I like that. I'm going to follow that advice. All right, so this has been Chapter 23, Crowdfunding Update and Cover Art Check-In, the Publish Me podcast. Remember, you can reach out to us. We're on Facebook.com slash Publish Podcast, Twitter at Publish Podcast, email us, Publish Podcast at AS21.com. Find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube, and media.AS21.com. Rana, do you think you'd be able to join us again next month? Sure. Okay, because I'd love to have you on here, even if, even if you don't have anything to update us. It's just nice having another another voice and someone who's involved with this project just being part of this with us. So, Sure, if, if my schedule allows, I'd be happy to. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Okay, so uh, I'm, I have a plan for what we're going to do next month, but the guests that I was trying to get on, I'm still waiting to hear back from them, so I'm not going to say specifically what. Look out, there will be details on that eventually announced so and also I want to thank like, uh, just quick AS21 news this episode of Publish Me is brought to you by Dating as Told by the Modern Horror by Eileen Vega our best selling ebook will be available this month as a paperback being printed by lulu.com so that will be available on Valentine's Day so this episode of the podcast brought to you by Eileen Vega's book so be sure, come Valentine's Day, you'll be able to get your own print copy. We're going to be having some sort of launch event, and then we'll be able to have print copies available at many of the book fairs we'll be going to this year, including the Kensington Day of the Book and the Gaithersburg Book Festival. We, we haven't got officially approved for either of those just yet, but we're hoping to return to both of those events this year. So this will be a, an a ability to pick up that book that has only been available for, as an ebook for the past year and a half will now be available in print. So new opportunity to read one of our other creatives. Excellent work. Excellent. Yeah. So for AS21, I am Keith F. Shovlin. 
I'm Ronna Gaynor. And as always, I'm Paul Russell. Thank you all for coming in again this week. And remember, where there are thoughts and ideas, there are stories. We'll see you next month. Copyright 2017, AS21 Publishing, LLC. All rights reserved. AS21 Publishing. What do you want your book to be?